0: Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM
1: Good evening, folks. Glad you could join us for the Big Red Bench on this Sunday evening. My name is Rory. I'm here with you until 7pm this evening with a packed hour of sport coming away between now and 7pm. We will be discussing Valley Rovers and Duhalla. We'll hear from both sides ahead of this afternoon's or this evening's uh, game, the Premier Senior Football Championship Clash at 7 o'clock in Porky. We'll hear from Island Rovers. They defeated Bishopstown today to retain their Premier Senior status. Going to hear from Castle Haven, who are the Junior B Ladies Football County champions we're also going to talk to Jack Maguire He's, he prepares to head to the UK to fight a cage wires this week going to hear from Cork City Women's uh, FC after their win today made a four wins in the bounce against the LR Waves and we'll pay tribute to our friend the late great John Kennedy you're listening to The Big Red Bench on Cork's <laughs> Here until 7 o'clock, if you would like to get in touch with us, text us at uh, 86 You can uh, send us a WhatsApp on that number as well. You can tweet us as well, at Big Red Bench is our Twitter. Right, getting you up to date on uh, everything that's happening today and big news in France, in Paris, the Tour de France approaching the finishing line. Ireland's Sam Bennett will win the green jersey. Peter Sagan chose not to participate in the intermediate sprint. So Bennett now has an advantage of 70 points. Regardless of the stage results. the Irishman is assured of winning the green jersey. That's provided he finishes within the time cut. Slovenia is a thereby, Pogacar become the first Slovenian to win the tour and the youngest winner since 1904. In Gaelic games, the Premier Senior Football Championship quarter final of Valley Rovers and Do head uh, goes ahead today at Ren. That's getting underway at seven o'clock. We'll hear from both sides in just a couple of minutes. Saint Finbar's in Newstone was due to take place today at Parkykeef, however, that game was postponed because of uh, Newstown player waiting on COVID uh, results COVID nineteen test results, I should say. Um, so that game has been provisionally refixed for Tuesday evening, but uh, we await official confirmation on that from the Cork County. Uh, of course, any uh, more Rangers and got uh, postponed earlier on in the week as well because of a uh, case of Balloch. Uh, so two of the quarterfinals not taking place today, but one game is, and that is Valleys and Duhallow at 7 p.m. In the relegation playoff, Island Rovers is retaining their Premier Senior status as they defeat Bishopstown today, 18 points to one the final score. In the Senior A football championship quarterfinals, Aero Oghs defeating St Michael's three twelve to four points. aero Oghs now face Dunleven Ross in the semis. Mallow beating Bandon two sixteen to two ten. Mallow face from Moy in the last four the Camogie uh, Intermediate Championship final taking place today Enes King defeating Ahabolog 116-2-8 in the Junior A final Newtown Shanman defeating Tracton three seventeen to one 6 in football Son Young min scoring four goals today for Tottenham as they were impressive in the second half against Southampton Richard Newman
2: full-time Southampton 2 Tottenham Hotspur 5 a lethal combination of Son Hyung-min and Harry Kane has earned Jose Mourinho's side their first Premier League win of the season Son scoring the first four goals all of them assisted by Kane before the England captain got himself on the score sheet late in the match despite all that Southampton were a better team in the first half and took the lead through Danny Ings but after conceding to Sons first goal in first half stoppage time worrying for their fans they completely fell apart Ings did score a late penalty for Southampton but all too late to have an impact it's finished Southampton 2 Tottenham
1: 5 Elsewhere Aaron Connolly on the score sheet today for Brighton as they had an impressive win over Newcastle. Stephen Goldsmith.
3: Newcastle nil, Brighton three. Steve Bruce visibly unhappy with his team here, and who can blame him? They have been swatted aside today by Brighton. Mope got the first two goals, a penalty and a neat finish after a cross into the box. Aaron Connolly and Leandro Trossard both struck the woodwork twice before Connolly wrapped it all up with a beauty. He received the ball eighteen yards out or so and curled it over the keeper wonderfully into the corner. Newcastle nil. Brighton 3.
1: Uh, currently uh, Liverpool leading Chelsea by two goals. The nil thanks to two goals uh, from Sadio Mane. Jorginho has just missed a penalty as well, so it's still 2-0 uh, in favour of the champions there. And kicking off at uh, 7pm this evening, Leicester City uh, taking on Burnley. Looking ahead to that one is Clive
4: Edwards. Leicester had a great start to their Premier League season with a 3-0 win against West Brom last Sunday. Jamie Vardy got off to a flying start with a couple of goals. This is Burnley's opening Premier League fixture. They had a tense night in the Carabao Cup on Thursday, eventually beating Sheffield United in a penalty shootout. So, in the early stages of this season, both these teams have had a measure of success. Tonight at the King Power, it's a 7 o'clock kick-off. It's Leicester City
1: versus Burnley. Close on is like broadcasting from the library as opposed to the King Power Stadium, that is a 7 o'clock start uh, tonight in that game. Elsewhere, a big win for uh, Cork City in the Women's National League today uh, as they made it four wins on the bounce uh, with goals from um, Becky Casson and Laura Shine in their win over Orway. It's the First time in their history they've won four in the bounce as well, so congratulations to City. We'll hear from their manager Ronan Collins uh, a little bit later on in the show. Roy McElroy, seventh. And one over power going into the final round of the US Open. He's just about to tee off, or just has teed off. He's six shots behind the leader, Matthew Wolf. Uh, 21-year-old Wolf in turn has a two-shot lead over Bryson DeChambeau. Matt Garoy said he's pleased with his composure, uh, throughout, uh, his round yesterday.
5: The key for me was just to try to play the first five holes well. You know, I saw the first few holes were playing really tough. And so, uh, executed the game plan really well. Um, you know, when I was sort of in trouble, I got it out of trouble and, uh, yeah, really good run to go
1: elsewhere in rugby all out of the Champions Cup they're beating 36-8 by 2 lose this afternoon so that's pretty much everything that's been happening today we'll keep you updated on that Liverpool game they are 2-0 uh, up uh, away to Chelsea uh, with 77 minutes on the clock there at Stamford Bridge we are going to start though with Gaelic Games Valley Rovers taking on Duhallow in the quarterfinal of the Premier Senior Football Championship this evening in Port Gereen Duhalo uh, have been beaten finalists the last two years they take on the Valley Rovers side will be full of confidence after their group stage performances Aidan Lee he's been
6: speaking to both managers the head of the game and uh, here he is with Valley Rovers boss Paul Hoey Valley Rovers manager Paul Hoey is on the line Paul thanks for coming on no problem you won two games out of three in the group stage how do you reflect on the year so far
7: I suppose to look back and when the draws were made we felt we had a tough group Um, you know obviously Covid scuppered a lot of uh, plans earlier on the year but um, I think the lads kind of, once we got back, the lads focused and um, we knew no game would be easy and um, we just took one game at a time, played well against Nemo and um, concession of two goals when you give uh, top class players a chance, they do punish you but we felt we played well on the day. And it was just a case of setting up then and getting ready for the Douglas game.
6: Have you enjoyed the new championship format this year? Obviously, we have had an extreme version of it uh, due to COVID, but uh, has it been good from a manager's point of view?
7: Um, I think the best part of it is that you knew when you were playing games, you know, be hurling being the dual club. Obviously, it's that bit tougher, but I think the hurlers and footballers had a very good relationship and... When the games were set it was a case of just you could focus on when your next game is. There was obviously a quick turnaround, but I think the championship format this year, as a lot of pundits and people have been saying, that it has been a fantastic championship.
6: You face the Halo of course in Sunday's quarter final. They've been in the final two years in a row. It's fair to say it'll be a tough test.
7: Yeah, um, we're no strangers to playing do I think they've beaten us twice in the last couple of years in at the quarter final stage. Um no matter what, anytime you play do out. You're, you're facing stiff opposition you know they have a, a big pickup there there and we're playing a lot of football but um, we think our preparation has gone very well and we're uh, looking forward to Sunday night it'll be a very tough game I don't think there'll be much in it and
6: hopefully we'll come up, out come up the right side Paul thanks for joining us and best of luck no problem thanks very much
1: that's Paul Hoy there of Valley Rover speaking out of tonight's game with Duhalo. going to hear from Duhalo boss, Padre Kearns.
6: I'm joined by Duhallo senior football manager, Padre Kearns. Thanks for taking the call. You're welcome. You got a bye into the division of the final against UCC, but I think it's fair to say you made up for the last game time and you came out on top after extra time and one of the craziest scorelines I've seen in senior football.
8: Yeah, it was a crack of a game. It was up and down and in tinned, um from a good game for if supporters were able to go to it but um, looking back and it conceding six goals is madness but we'll just, just rectify that.
6: I've spoken to a few managers of divisional teams this year and it's clear that with all the games on in such a short time frame the players have a very heavy workload between playing with their own clubs and the division how have you managed that player welfare side of things?
8: Well, yeah we didn't, we didn't much we didn't much change this year because of what was going on of course but um We just monitored them in their own club matches um, with three or four train sessions. And um, once we got into the UCC game, that brought us on and started off here again for us.
6: Of course, you're no strangers to reaching the latter stages of the championship, beaten in the final the last two years. How big a factor will that experience be against Valley Rovers, who are yet to really make their mark at senior level?
8: Yeah, Valley Rovers coming on, um, they stayed up in the hurling, so that'll be a big boost for the club themselves and a lot of... Six or seven of them are playing in football. I don't know if look. It's all about the next game against any Rovers. Not about county finals or nothing. Take like one game at a time and try and get over any Rovers, which is which will be a big ask. Um, in two thousand eighteen, we won by three finals. In two thousand seventeen, we beat them by a goal. Over McCrumalake also very Rovers and bad. They're a good team. <laughs> Lynch, Billy Crowley, Kevin Kante, Chris O'Leary, and a few more like that. They're very, very good set up down there.
6: Well, best of luck on Sunday, Padraic. And thanks for speaking with us thank you that's Paul de Carins there of Duhalo yeah, 7 o'clock the start
1: time for that one in that clash with Valley Rovers uh, Sam Bennett uh, he has won the green jersey at the Tour de France and he's won it in style as well he's uh, crossed the line first in the Champs Leeds the final stage of um, the uh, Tour de France so congratulations uh, to Sam Bennett uh, massive celebrations in Carrigan Shorts tonight I'd imagine but a fantastic performance and uh, really 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 good stuff from him over the last couple of weeks we'll hopefully uh, hear from him um, before the end of the show now Island Rovers retain their premier senior status today as they defeated Bishopstown 18 points to 1-5 McCarthy was there he spoke to Captain Sean O'Donovan
2: Sean O'Donovan, superb performance today from Island Rovers all around great scores including some from yourself but how important was it just to get the win?
0: Yeah, massive altogether I suppose we were probably going back to basics really after the Castlehaven game you know, they, they showed where you have to get to, to be at that top, top level and I was just kind of strip it back look at it from, from a point of view and just do the basics well coming into today thankfully we did the basics well we executed and we got a lot of scores which coming into this we probably were struggling for scores big time but thankfully they came off today Was it a confidence thing today once you got those early scores? You seem to be humming again, especially up front. Yeah, I think think that was massive. Like getting off to a quick start was always going to be going to be key for us. Like you know, as as you said, kind of we didn't really perform well as a unit up front against either Castleave and Town or Ross. But um, yeah, just getting those early scores. And Peter Driscoll got a vital one there when we were well on top to put us three points clear. And we kind of pushed on from then, then we, there was no looking back. But uh, great team performance. All together I thought our full back line was outstanding as they have been all year. To be fair to young Paddy Driscoll, Paddy Manahan and Daniel, probably been our most consistent players, and they showed it today. they were outstanding. I thought you <laughs> They had a tough try this year. That's fair. But next year,
2: you can look forward now to going back and hit the ground running once again.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like no excuses. But we're missing probably like Kevin Sullivan, Danny Donovan Alex Hassett Tom Bush, like Alan Holland. These are all lads that have played intercounty at underage level and trying to replace them for a rural place like us. It's it's going to be next or near impossible. But I thought the young lads they came in this year like they thrived and look, it's all about building now next year. But taking away from Ross Town and Castlehaven, like they're at the top top level. So it was, it was good to get that experience. A bit disheartening. Is- as well at the same time but look it show, they show they open our eyes they show the level that we have to get to, to be at that, that next level
1: you're listening to the Big Red Bench on Cork SFM. that's Sean O'Donovan their Island Rovers captain speaking with Joe. going to hear from uh, Flora just after they win over Bishopstown today
2: Flora hearty congratulations a convincing win in the end for Island Rovers but an important win to retain your status um, yeah it, like it's a really really important win I, it, it's the other thing about winning the last game this
9: season is the momentum, it should give you going in, so look, I mean, this is all about, you know, qualifying and being where you want to be for next year and, and taking some positivity into it, so yeah, look, absolutely delighted with the performance and obviously the outcome is what it was all about, but you weren't going to get unless you had a good performance and we definitely
2: got that today, yeah. Yeah, you kicked some fantastic scores and a very, very good total as well, that must be encouraging, as you said, for next year.
9: Yeah, it, we we did struggle a little bit getting scores and I suppose you are in the back foot uh, in our group games, that was going to happen, but we had a couple of weeks, where you know, we really want to get back to basics. Number one and number two, we just want to change around our forward line a little bit, just to try and get a bit more attacking impetus and create more chances. And look, we weren't perfect. We probably should have kicked more scores, but the way we opened them up was really, really encouraging. And shows like you know, we've we've some really, really good players. If we if we get things right, and you know, we got things right today, and, and it showed some lads were
2: were outstanding to be to be fair how important for the future of Riding Rovers certainly all the young players that you have coming through at 20, 21, 22 to be playing at the highest possible standard
9: look it's always I mean no matter what age or whatever you are you, you have to strive to be at the highest level and being as, more, as competitive as you can be so obviously it's fantastic that we're up there it's really really important but it only means something if we can go up there and compete as well like I mean we didn't compete as well as we should have done this year so look there's a big chance for us next year to go up and co- compete much better and we have a lot of work to do to be more competitive but you know we, we have to put it in and hopefully we can
1: as the skill there of in overs after their win over uh, Bishopstown today to retain their Premier Senior status 18 points uh, to 1-5 the final score still 2-0 to Liverpool in that uh, game with Chelsea at Stamford Bridge about 5 minutes left to go in that game there and Sam Bennett has won the final stage of the Tour de France today to, to win the green jersey in style uh, not a bad way to clinch it on the Champs-Élysées today so congratulations indeed uh, to Sam Bennett absolutely fantastic Fantastic, fantastic stuff. All right, going to talk to Ladies Football Castlehaven, the junior B champions. They defeated O'Donovan Ross at 5'11 to 3'8". German McCarthy there, he spoke to Siobhan Courtney and Alice O'Druskell.
2: Siobhan Courtney, first of all hearty congratulations as captain of the county winning Castlehaven team it's been a fruitful few weeks between West Cork and Castlehaven but you really had to skip put it up to today
10: they did, um, it was a really hard fought game, you know we really had to dig deep um, you know we felt ourselves that we weren't really performing in the first half and that there was more in us and uh, you know we regrouped at half time and uh, I think we really upped our game by that little bit extra and uh, you know we pushed on from then on and you know there was just enough in us to beat, to beat given to win today.
2: Real team effort to win today. Yourself and your midfield partner next year had a lot of work to do, but your defense were very important in that second half.
10: They were, they were. Um, You know, um, we we needed everyone to get back at all times. You know, Skib were Skib were very attacking team and they attack quickly, and uh, so we really did have to um, get everyone back and kind of, you know, crowd out the defense. Um, But you know, everyone really dug deep and did what they needed to.
2: Alice, I know the injury you had your own for such a long time, this must feel extra special.
10: Absolutely, Joe. It's great to put back on the jersey after a long time out. Um, standing on the sideline last year was hard. And, you know, I think that's what made me kind of drive on all winter working on my injury and getting back to a county final and getting back on the winning side of a county final this year.
2: <laughs> and even more importantly for your team, just the younger girls in the team getting this experience before they go up junior is very, very important.
10: Absolutely. I mean, like football in my Cork, even in the last year, has really, really pushed on. Um, Our team is young as well as the skip team and just, I think, this year, more than any, we really gelled as one. Um, You know, the younger girls pushing for places every single training. Not one of us was guaranteed a a jersey on that pitch today. You know, we had a long winter, a long lockdown, working for that jersey. So, um, yeah, it's great to see them coming on today.
2: And just finally, Siobhan, to you, Um, up junior A, this team looks well equipped to make a go of it. It's a tough grade, but Chief seen enough of the teams up there already the importance of today's victory and also for the future of ladies football you mentioned the backroom team and all the effort that they've put in but ladies football in West Park, as Alice has just said and Cass Leaven is going very strongly now
10: it is it is we're 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 looking forward to the challenge of being up junior A you know we feel like we're able for it our team has a good mix between um, experienced players and then young people coming through as well and you know we're always pushing each other um, so I, you know we're looking forward to that challenge of being up junior A and it's great to you know there's a lot of uh, West Cork teams winning now at the moment and it's really pushing West Cork uh, football forward
11: yes. Yeah,
1: it's Siobhan Corney and Alice O'Driscoll they're speaking to Jur as uh, Castle Havermore Crown Junior B Champions last night with a win over Donovan Ross their manager is Dini Cahillan
2: Sydney Callan, hearty, congratulations, Castle are our county champions, what a battle
12: though. Unreal, brilliant game, uh, right to the end, you know, we were down a player there for the last five or six minutes and uh, they kept coming at us but in fairness our girls held out, played an unbelievable second half, really upped them in the second half and played football that they're playing all year, you know, and great stuff. Brilliant.
6: There was
2: no one individual that won it for you, today it was a combination of your forwards taking their scores and your backs really holding out. Yeah,
12: every, every one of them, every one of them up to today as I said the first half. I don't know whether it was a combination of errors or what, but they, they weren't. They weren't playing as a team. No, even though we created chances the first half and missed three goal chances, but the second half they really upped it. And everyone, unbelievable. Even the subs that came on, every one of the panel, brilliant stuff.
2: Yeah. This has been a huge effort this year, undefeated season, and up Junior B. No worries about that. Yeah,
12: yeah. Uh, up Junior A No one looking forward. Sorry to you, it yeah, yeah. i I'm looking forward to it. As I said to you earlier during the week, that's what we, we aim to get to Junior we're going to rattle off that next year now we have the league we have 3 or 4 more games in the league to play this year so we're going to aim for that first try and get out of that division in the league and hopefully do the double um, a lot of players out in that pitch today suffered defeat here
2: 2 years ago 2 cracking finals with Skibreen you know all about Skibreen and the kind of football they play but today it was
12: important you know, to, to take that step forward very important look I said it before the game to the girls we were all hurt leaving here two years ago on a Wednesday night and, and it still haunts us and we came over here to finish a job today and in fairness they finished it look, hands out played some great football there as well you know, they were in it all the way through but I think the better team probably won in the end you know, so look, cracking game great stuff, great advertisement for ladies football
1: That's Castle Haven's Denny Cahalan there speaking after their win over Lundervyn Ross in the Junior B Final congratulations indeed to the Haven Alright, approaching full time, that's Stanford Bridge. It is Chelsea and nil at Liverpool. Two in fact, into time added on. There we we'll get you a full time report on that game in just a little bit. We'll Going to talk MMA and uh, two Cork fighters in action at Cage Warriors this week. Both Jack Maguire and John Mitchell from uh, Cork MMA fight in Birmingham this coming Thursday night. I spoke to Jack today about his fight with Ciaran Mulholland.
5: We were supposed to fight um, just before all the COVID in Birmingham. Yeah. So like, my name was down for the next card after my last fight and since that show was cancelled it was my name was in for the next show possible so it's just been the whole time really so it's um, it's been uh, it's been something to prepare for for a long time now Talk to me about training during a
1: lockdown and like how have you adapted to all that?
5: Um, well during the lockdown everywhere was closed so it was kind of it was actually it was um it was a nice break like that mm. actually even John knows well who's fighting the same card do you know it was um, it was an uninterrupted and like you know a guilt free uh, break so nobody pressuring you to train and stuff even though we put the pressure on ourselves but like mm. um, it was great to have the time off but when we were allowed back the moment we were back it was just trying to pod everyone and keep them in groups but do you know it hasn't really changed much training is the same same intensity we have our groups and we stick to them and um, yeah it's just been the same as every fight camp really like just mm. as
1: tough And were you and Aaron kind of like sneakily training together during lockdown?
5: Uh, we we were doing um, not really much training, We were doing a lot of videos because we kind of teach a lot of the classes gym. So like sending them out to the members yeah, and whatnot, yeah. just keeping them busy. But um, we spend we spend every day of the year training with each other and coaching. That mm. it was just a break. It was nice to actually relax. You know, I know a lot of members were training and stuff for myself and Aaron took a well earned break I think more oh, yeah, so mental it break than anything matter, it, that's, right? it, that's it exactly because like our bodies be well used to it but just for our heads like it was just nice to take the break off it was like a, we got an extra Christmas <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. like we have our two weeks at Christmas but we we got another longer Christmas in the middle of the whole year so mm. it was good it was great but um, as I said it was always great to get back training and so I'm looking forward now to keeping it going was
1: it hard to switch back on though
5: no no um, it wasn't it was uh it was very... good. It was very, We were very quick to switch back on because we knew that the moment the fights were able to go ahead, we, had, we were switched on. So it was... Um, and it, it just went down long enough that we were able to... We were almost looking forward to it, you know. It was, mm-hmm. We were excited to get back to training. So not that hard to get back into it at all. So
1: when was this fight announced then?
5: Jesus, this fight was announced... Um was announced during lockdown like it was it it was announced during lockdown I'd say yeah, yeah. yeah. it's been uh, it's been going on a while now I think just uh, mm. even just thinking back just I'd say I'd say even at the start of lockdown they kind of had September, October yeah, prepared, yeah. so they were announcing and they were like waiting to be announced but we knew around this time of the year we'd be going again so mm. it's been on in the back of our minds a
1: while Cage Warriors had confirmed they were coming back to Cork this summer so I must have been kind of frustrated not to be able to fight up in the Empton Stadium again
5: Um Yes and no, like Neptune's always classified, yeah, like you yeah. know, they even just it's just a small hall that turns into this amphitheatre, like, you know, but <laughs> yeah. it's just it's brilliant, like but um but yeah, it's just kind of because sometimes you have to just deal with what's in front of you like, you know, mm. it's sad they're not coming back, but look we'll have to just go across the water and keep going again. It's just their first card back, is it? This is their.
1: F- uh, I'm not sure, but no, double check that.
5: Yeah, you're the same as me. now like I kind of don't tune into it much <laughs>
1: unless I'm involved. Like you know, unless <laughs> yeah, um, there's people I know involved. Yes, and yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. Taking too much notice. I, like. I'm pretty sure it could be their first one back yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a big one as well, heading yeah. over to the UK now this week. Um, the Kieran, fight cards. Yeah, and the same. Uh, yeah, accurate, yeah, it sounds like a great night ahead. I mean, like Kramol Holland. I mean, like his name has been out there while he's been around. Or while what? What do you know about him? Have you seen him fight before?
5: Hey, uh, I've seen him fight before. I've been involved in the circuit all throughout the same time he's been fighting and fought many the same nights as him yeah. um, even with the IMAs travelling around the world he's been on representing the Nor- Northern Irish team and uh, just you, you just get to know him from the circuit really like so I've spent many a day over in a foreign country in a hotel lobby just chatting away to yeah. him like but lovely guy but he comes to fight comes to he comes to go like he's a tough out and he's well rounded everywhere, so it's um it's a good fight. I'm looking forward to it.
1: And who's heading over which you know is it, like John's obviously fighting as well, so is Aaron heading over to Yeah, so John's fighting,
5: so Aaron's coming over and then we have um Barry O'Callaghan, our mm. manager, who's coming over as well, and uh Stephen, a guy in the gym. So we'll have the five of us going over so big contingent, so mm, as, as big as we can get over, <laughs> in uh
1: speaking of Neptune Stadium and your last fight there, um didn't go to plan obviously against no, Matthew
5: No, it didn't go to plan, but sure like with uh so sort of when you're always fighting and always competing like yeah. it was um you're going to have to lose eventually. Like I know the very rare person will keep going on me, but like I'm always fighting, I'm always going, and I'm always trying to show up. But th- that was just one of those days where nothing went to car. I remember
1: planned. watching the fight, and I can remember the frustration on your face. You it, wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't frustration. It,
5: it just do you know what? It was just um. It was probably pure exhaustion. It was just whatever happened that night. Just things crashed. You know, yeah.
1: And um, like an adrenaline dump, like or
5: st- yeah, something like that. You know, but it was just you know everything. Just even the preparation probably wasn't the same. And um, but like you know, was that the pressure it, of performing in car. No. I really, I'm never under, I'm never under pressure of competing. I love competing, yeah. you know. I am not even nervous, wasn't even nervous. The whole thing, same as always, you know. But it was just the moment I get in there, just you know, it clicked, yeah. you know, in the right way. it Clicked as like, oh look, oh Jesus, it's, um, it's not going. Mm. Oh I wanted it to go you know but it was just couldn't mentally wasn't there but um but sure that happens as well it just so happened it was my pro debut and the biggest stage <laughs> I fought on in front of all my friends and family you know so yeah. like I uh, look sure yeah that happens and um it would have been nice to have got to him, but I didn't so it's um, Did you have a tough time
1: bouncing back after that or was it just something
5: Nah just like I mean and Jesus it's uh, you win or you lose like it's yeah. um like it's 50/50 when you go in at the same time John. You know? like so there's no point being too worried about it. it's th- what's done is done like i can dwell on it like the only thing is i could change i did change for this you know i I've, i wasn't like i was uh, working full time for that last fight and i i didn't do any strength and conditioning because i was fighting at featherweight so i was a weight above mm. that i should be fighting at but i was like look it'll be fine like you know i'm i'm, I'm fighting loads i have enough experience but like that might have factored into it, but I mean, in terms of like, another day, it would have been a different fight, but it just didn't happen mm-hmm. that day. So I changed everything I could for this now and take it more seriously and, and whatnot. So I'm looking forward to getting there again. Mm. And if a result doesn't go away or it does, it's the same thing. On to the next one, John. You
1: know? it's a bantamite as well, isn't it? Is that Are you more comfortable now? Oh, I'm like,
5: be like featherweight, for me, the last fight was, like, I didn't do any weight cut. Everyone around mm. me was, Dehydrated, exhausted, starving. (laughs) I've seen fighters, and yeah, they're just in such a bad way. And I just strolled up, and I was a kg underweight, and that was probably me eating too much, you know. Uh, But this weight now is comfortable for me. It's just I've made myself do it, and I took the time off work, and so it's um, it's uh, I've been doing it properly, and I'm looking forward to seeing how that benefits
1: me. Yeah, exactly. Um, so obviously you haven't been working; you've been training a lot harder. Um. so you're obviously just raring to go I'm raring to go
5: I'm re- like I'm so excited to fight like, you know, like like, I always am but this time I'm a bit more excited to fight because of that last fight and it's not that I'm dwelling on it it's like I uh, I didn't show mm-hmm. like it was the biggest stage I was on and like I didn't show what I was capable of and uh, what I know I'm capable of and even just I might be guilty of it and sometimes in fights I'll be enjoying myself too much so I don't get going I'm just too relaxed but um, I think it's about time now I actually kind of give a good account of myself and just really go in there just just ready to go with a chip on my shoulder, and mm. so that's what I'm looking forward to most: is just get in there and just showing that that last fight was not Jack. It's this is the Jack you want to see.
1: Must uh, be a huge benefit as well having John in the same card. So you're both coming up, getting ready at the same time. As
5: always, like myself and John, it's like it's it's like a joke in the gym. It's part of the rule. Like if if John <laughs> fights, I have to fight. If Jack fights, John has to fight. We're always in the same card, and I think that might be just Aaron's tactical uh, kind of experience. <laughs> just knowing it's easier to get the two of them out of the way at the same time yeah, though, because yeah. we're probably an emotional roller coaster for him
1: like you know. um so that's uh, coming up on Thursday night. John Mitchell has an interesting fight against Alan by Kelski. How's he been doing? How's he been going?
5: Ah, John same as always just serious competitive mindset and ready to go like so he's um training the same as always. Like training doesn't mm-hmm. change for the both of us. Same with everyone in the gym, it's just Always oh, been the same. It'll be the same answer I'd say for every interview going forward for the rest of our <laughs> career. Like as our era grand to be all right, you know.
1: Yeah, it is an interesting uh, kind of not a cockiness, but John but a swagger. He knows. Oh, he doctor,
5: is. Like. He is. He's just John. He has full full confidence in himself. You know, mm. and, and like his um, performance
1: in Neptune last time. Was, was
5: incredible. It was fantastic. But like that's the thing about John. Like you know, like John. There's no no worries about John. John will show up. Like you know, he'll come to go. Like mm. and uh, that's that's what I'd be guilty of. Sometimes I almost enjoy it too much. But John comes to you know like with that intensity that he's like no, no, no I am showing up you know? So like, mm. which is great and it's very admirable because he always does it even when he loses he was winning and he just gets caught you know. but I mean that's uh, that's what you need at this level and I'm knowing that and I'm seeing that and John always does it so it's a uh, great time mm. around
1: Is there supporters in the arena on
5: Thursday? Um, well there wasn't up until last week and yeah. then turns out is there's there, some supporters there's, say, in England matches some like is like 50 or something yeah. in, a, in an arena or something No, I don't know what's going to happen here are they going to just keep it closed because are they going to I don't know I haven't a clue really to be honest
1: would a lack of fans be um, an issue or would it be kind of like something you even think nah. about or? I
5: think I think maybe at the start when you're walking out and you hear the fans it's great and stuff but the moment you get in there and you get hit in the face it's like <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't hear a word the fans are saying anyway so it's, uh, it's almost like it's quiet but with yeah. the IMAPS you'd be fighting you might be fighting at 11 o'clock in the morning at 12 and nobody's up so yeah, yeah, yeah. like I've done it before and like you know it's just the same thing again it's just drowned the silence is drowned out and so yeah. the noise so um, I think while I say that now it could be completely throwing me <laughs> off now the next time so when are you heading off to England? we're flying out tonight tonight we're flying out tonight JS. Yeah, yeah, so we have to get over there and get tested and isolate and whatnot. Yeah. so um, but yeah that's
1: uh, that's the plan and cutting weight and stuff then in a hotel room is that, it's obviously not ideal is it yeah, not so ideal it but of?
5: it's just part of it it's just the um, it's the mm. necessary evil of MMA you know it's, uh,
1: yeah, salt bath all for the next couple of days is it
5: yeah, I'd imagine <laughs> hopefully I'll try and do it the last minute as possible but um, <laughs> yeah the, the fights and all that and training are all the fun parts it's just that wake, up is the thing that kind of gets everybody yeah, but once yeah. it's
1: over happy to go well... Cool dude I'm not going to wish you luck because you don't need it on Thursday night but really looking I'll forward to watching it anyway. I'll take wishing me luck
5: Yeah, i take it <laughs> looking forward
1: to watching you and uh, John perform on Thursday I
5: appreciate that
1: Roy. thanks for having me yeah really uh, enjoyed chatting with uh, Jack always enjoyed chatting with Jack very best luck to Jack Maguire and to John Mitchell as they fight in Cage Warriors this coming Thursday night from about half past six you can watch that on uh, CageWires.com as the lads fly the flag out for Cork and I'm sure they'll be coming back to Leaside with two wins as well uh, Chelsea and Liverpool is over Liverpool have won by two goals to nil. Uh, both goals today are coming uh, through Sadio Manning. Uh, so uh, that uh, means uh, that Liverpool are... Uh Leveling points now with Everton, Arsenal and Crystal Palace with two wins uh, from two games. Everton top of the table by virtue of uh, their goal difference. Leicester taking on Burnley this evening as well. That is a 7pm kickoff. We'll get you another update on that. We'll get you a full-time report on that uh, Liverpool and Chelsea game. And we're going to hear from uh, Sam Bennett as well after he clinched the green jersey in style today in Paris. Uh, we'll hear from him next.
2: The Big Red Bench.
1: Saturday and Sunday from 6pm, Cork's Red FM. Delighted you could join us on the Big Red Bench on this Sunday evening. We're here until 7pm and uh, my name's Rory and if you'd like to get in touch with us, text us 0868104106, tweet us as well at Big Red Bench. Uh, As I mentioned, uh, a great day for Sam Bennett, absolutely incredible stuff. He's won the green jersey at the Tour de France in style of Carrigan Shore native, won the final stage. He's taken Ireland's first green jersey in 31 years. Of course, the green jersey awarded to the best sprinter. The final 122-kilometre stage with eight was uh, eight laps of the champs. Lince included uh, saw Bennett seal a dream race with a sprint finish. This is him talking to Eurosport afterwards
8: with the green jersey on your shoulders. Man,
11: I can't tell you how excited I am. Like, green jersey, the Champs-Élysées World Championships of sprinting, I never thought I'd ever be able to win this stage. And to do it in green... It's so special and the dude with my dream team Taconic kind of step. the way the boys rode all day they're fantastic uh, it's just
13: it's
11: just so amazing the feeling I just, I just can't thank everyone enough
8: because honestly you, you you, you, have been under pressure for quite a few days with the time cards the battle with Peter this is like yeah
11: oh man all the suffering through the mountain so worth it now all the years coming trying to come up trying to make it i tell you it took me so long to get here uh i'm sorry if i'm coming across too arrogant or anything but i'm just going to enjoy every moment of it
8: can you take us through that uh that sprint that
11: special sprint you know we were, we were riding on the front coming in and uh I was feeling the legs a bit as like, oh, I'm after messing this up a bit, you know, I'm after using up too much of my legs and uh Dries came up. he said you want to go back with Michael. It's a little bit easier in the in the bunch, and I was a little bit nervous because the last time I was in Champs Elysees, I think uh, somebody came down in the back straight and broke their collarbone, and uh, so I was nervous about riding in the bunch because it's really fast. It doesn't seem like it on TV, but it's it's fast downhill, and uh, been nervous. But we went back and. Uh, I thought I had one lap to go but then they said on the radio two laps to go I was like oh okay I have time to recover and uh, yeah then the boys we waited 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 the boys controlled the race came in onto the tunnel at first and then I was thinking oh we're too early too early and uh, and then Trek was trying to push up push up and uh, we were kind of holding holding and then into the last corner Morikov started open up we had each side covered and I let Trek come up and uh because I felt from the last before that it was a bit of a headwind, so I let them go first, and uh, and then I waited, and then then, uh, then I, I opened up when uh, when uh Steven, I think it was, came off the front uh, for um, uh, Pedersen. Uh, I had a bike lane to run at his wheel, so I ran at that and came on the other side where it was smooth and. Uh, I thought there was going to be somebody come past me but uh, I can't believe I got it (laughs) It's going to be madness in Ireland Oh I I don't know I don't know (laughs) Yeah absolutely fantastic stuff there
1: Madness in Ireland indeed that's uh, Sam Bennett after winning the green jersey today at the Tour de France for the best sprinter in the race and of course doing it in style winning on the Champs-Élysées if you're going to win it just win it in style like that that was absolutely sensational stuff from Sam Bennett Carrigan Shore will be absolutely uh, rocking tonight. All so, socially distance, of course, and of course, uh, Waterford and Tipperary both be claiming him. Uh, but absolutely fantastic stuff, indeed, uh, from Sam Bennett. And uh, great to see, um, I suppose, um, Sam do so well and uh, and finish so strongly today. As you heard in that interview, there he was exhausted by the end of it, but he got through it and it was absolutely sensational stuff. So congratulations, indeed, to Sam. It's all over at uh, Stamford Bridge. Uh, Joe Rawson was there.
4: Chelsea nil, Liverpool to The champions in match. their Merseyside rivals Everton in taking maximum points from their first two games. Andreas Christensen was shown a red card at the end of the first half and Liverpool made the ten men of Chelsea pay. Sadio Mane scored both goals. The first
13: a header from a Roberto Firmino cross. The second a gift from Kepa Arisa Belaga
4: who passed the ball straight to Mane while trying to play out from the back. Jorginho had his penalty saved brilliantly by Allison, as Chelsea look to
3: get back into the game but Liverpool take maximum points from their opening
13: two Chelsea nil Liverpool two
1: Yeah a good win there for Liverpool two wins from two for the defending champions Leicester and Burnley gets underway in just about uh, 20 minutes time there are there about Clive Edwards has the team news from that one
4: Leicester City field an unchanged side from the one that beat West Bromwich Albion a week ago in their first Premier League game of this season. Burnley, this is their first Premier League game. They had a midweek game in the Carabao Cup against Sheffield United and they make three changes from that lineup. Vidra, Goodmanson and Loughton make way for Wood, McNeil and Bardsley. That's Leicester versus Burnley, 7 o'clock kick-off.
1: Dundalk lad there uh, Jimmy Dunn making his debut there for uh, Burnley tonight so big night uh, for the Dundalk native 7 o'clock at uh, the kick off time in that game of course earlier on today Tottenham had a 5-2 win away to Southampton Young min Sung on fire scoring 4 of the goals uh, Harry Kane uh, scoring as well and Harry Kane setting up 3-4 of the 4 of hyung min Singh's goals as well looking forward to catching all the goals there again tonight and uh, Brighton winning 3-0 away to Newcastle as you heard there Liverpool uh, with a 2-0 win away to Chelsea so uh that's how it stands in the, the Premier League and one result from the Championship as well uh, Bristol City beating Stoke by uh, two goals to nil earlier on today i right, are going to talk about uh, women's football now and a great win for the Rebel Army today uh fantastic win indeed for them as they defeated DLR Waves by two goals to one in Bishopstown the Rebel Army certainly in a flying form at the moment uh four wins now on the bounce uh, for them it's the first time in their history uh, that uh, they have uh, won four games on the bounce so fantastic stuff indeed uh, from the Rebel Army they are going very very nicely they are up to third in the the league table after uh, today's performance over in Bishopstown. so things going very very well uh, for the girls in green over there of course a minute silence held as well for the late John Kennedy uh, Colm and I will discuss that in uh, just uh, a little bit uh, um, but uh, yeah, I am in a silence held for John impeccably observed and uh, Cork City uh, with a fitting tribute by by winning their match uh, today but Andrew was there for us and uh, he got a chance to speak to City boss Ron Collins.
14: So, Ronan, first of all, congratulations uh, fourth win in a row, how does it feel?
3: Good, good, good. good. now the final whistle's gone um, I played the DLR, they really definitely in the last five minutes especially, they really put us under, so we had to battle first, um, I thought especially in the second half, I thought we played really well I think we showed our quality, we obviously had two goals, we had other chances we probably had a penalty call here and there but um, it's good then the last five, ten minutes when we were put under pressure I thought we dealt with it quite well. I know, and then maybe they got one, but it, it was a great delivery they got. But I'm really happy. Bench again, really good impact. And... We're four wins in a row, we've never done that before so it's a real positive first as a club
14: Yeah, and in terms of the performance like the first half, he, he had probably the better chances but they always played fairly strongly and they had probably more chances
3: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'll be honest, I thought they shaded the first half um, I thought we would a lot of stuff we had to work on mainly around the pace of the pass you know, doing things a bit quicker And I thought when we upped that in the second half they struggled to stick with us our, um, and I was real positive to see that change as well, we obviously, we always carried that tra- in the first half it was good to see us actually start to dominate it then as the second half get so did
14: you say to them half time to get that performance out of them in the second
13: half
3: listen the girls go and sort most things themselves so we went in there there there's very little say they knew themselves maybe a little tactical change on one or two things just where they were leaving us space but um, we really identified that and turned the screw in the second half on it I suppose one thing about us as well is we're, we're very good when the opposition have the ball pressing them and getting after them and I think second half we got after them a lot and we turned the ball high in there air half getting no time to settle and then we were able to pass again under.
14: and in terms of the goals um, it was a great strike from Becky Casson but you mentioned the strength and depth off the bench and Laura showing that's to the second then
3: yeah yeah no um, we're very lucky with the bench we have Laura's had a really good impact over the last few games and like I think within a few seconds we're coming on she, she created problems already for them listen Becky what a strike I suppose at the time Erica was in great form today for them so we probably needed something like that and Laura was so sharp I think one thing when players are coming off the bench you're worried will they be at match pace when they come off she sniffed a little mistake and she's gotten there and she's finished really well so no delighted with it delighted with it
14: it was a great day it's a great day for the club's fourth, fourth win in a own. it's the first time in their history they've ever done that I know you look at the performances but getting those those results must be yeah mean a lot to
3: you yeah and I uh, and I think linked to that the performances we put in have probably warranted those results as well. Latlone maybe last week for different reasons. Today definitely DLR ran us tighter than any of the rest. But again, probably the performance in the second half again. And if you keep performing those results will come to you
14: know? And pitch things are going very well. Um obviously you're up to joint third now as well and you've Westford used next week. So again it's this yeah. history achievement that you may be obviously you're looking to make it five one out of
3: five next week. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But Wexford is a huge challenge. We've went down there, we've actually played really well down in Wexford in the past so we've got a knuckle down this week we've got to prep what we need to do for them and see can we bring another performance and hopefully then that leap will point
14: okay, then just to finish on a, a sombre note um, you have the black armband on there's a minute silence before the game obviously in memory of uh, John Kennedy and I know he's done a lot for the men's side but he's also done a lot for the women's as well so just your thoughts on that yeah,
3: Well, John was on the board originally when the women came part of Cork City uh, he always used to use the term one club and he so strong on that and he was one of the big driving forces on the women's becoming part of the club not only becoming part of the club becoming a big part of the club And like, I suppose we're all in shock here, an incredible man, I know John would have said, I read an article he had in the Echo and he said, you know, when he passes on that he hopes to be looking down from above well I really hope he enjoyed that today, even for myself He's he's been super and,
1: John, we love him. All right, you're listening to The Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. And just before we finished up, um I want to pay tribute to uh, a good friend who passed away um, on Friday, and that is uh, Mr. Cork City himself, John Kennedy. Um, It's hard to put into words what John's passing has meant to not just me but Cork City fans uh, around the city, around the county, around the country, League of Ireland fans around the, 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 the country as well. And you can see that by the outpouring of social, on, on social media, uh, the flowers have been left outside Turner's Cross. Uh, it has meant an awful lot to an awful lot of people and it's affected an awful lot of people, um, since the news broke late on Friday evening. Um, I've been a Cork City fan pretty much my entire life as has Colum O'Sullivan, um, yep. who has uh, joined me here, Colm. Um, I'd imagine. Um, like me, you're finding it hard to, to mm. process what has happened and I suppose just how big of an impact John had on, on the not just the club but the, I suppose
13: the city as a whole The city as a whole because he did lots of work outside of Cork City FC as well for, for young people around Cork and I suppose you Roar like me would know from going to Turnus Cross as a child, John was even around then <laughs> yeah. um, in the early days and Noel Feeney would have been around then as well who sadly passed on a couple of years ago too but John would have always been around and then as years went by he got more and more involved, he set up the family enclosure which I'm going to be chatting to Declan Carey about in a few minutes the Cork City chairman but I mean the family enclosure was a huge thing it really got the kids involved yep. it, it gave them a purpose and a bit of enjoyment to go to the cross I mean in our days going as kids we liked it but I mean there wasn't anything there for kids and families really was there
1: <laughs> there was the shed basically you <laughs> went into the shed and that was the family yeah. enclosure but um, John was a giant of a man and he was
13: a friendly face and yeah he also had a kind of a smiley head in him as well didn't he, he we
1: never Never shook hands. John just used to give me a bear hug every time he saw me. He was also pre-COVID, obviously. <laughs> Pre-COVID, obviously, but he was always like one of the first people I'd see when I'd walk into the cross, and he'd come up and he'd give me a massive hug. But before. Before the hug would be finished, he'd be looking for a favour of some sort. He wants something plugged or he needs something doing. And you'd always do it for John because when the time came, John would sort you out. John would always like tweeted. At you.
13: I tweeted something similar the other night, um, and, and you'd know because you often sit next to me up in the PA box roar. Uh, I do the announcing and turn his cross. And John would be up at every game, reminding you to plug his next supporter's bus. Make sure you announce it. And sometimes, you know, there's so much going on, you forget. And he'd be back up and he was like, What are you doing when you announce
1: the bloody thing? And sometimes he wouldn't even say a word. he just give you a to say you never plugged that for yeah, right? you know, and, and you
13: yeah, know what yeah. you're supposed to do um, I'm going to play a little sip of John Roar that uh, I found online and I shared this video on social media yesterday as well um, I was at the the cup final a couple of years ago uh, two years ago in 2018 the last time Cork City were in the cup final and they were beaten by Dundalk on that occasion mm-hmm. but it was Cork City's fourth cup final in a row being up in Dublin and all the supporters gathered outside the Lansdowne Hotel as they had done all the previous years and John was there in the thick of it so I was chatting to John <laughs> and to Moses and to a couple of other Cork City fans. But, uh, here's just what John had to say, and he brought eight buses up from Cork that day. <laughs> it's a great achievement to be here four years in a row. Um, I'm hoping we can do it, but it's not going to be easy. But come on the rebel army, absolutely. And great support up here again this year, John. Huge support. I had uh, eight buses on the road this morning, so 550 people. That's a lot of people to have uh, responsibility for. Uh, it's good, but you know we, we're doing it every week to away matches. You just multiply it, like so. It's going great. Yeah. Great stuff. Fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's a great occasion. Great, great team. Great management. Fantastic just look around it's just huge huge yeah so strange kind of even hearing mm-hmm. his voice there um, but I mean he said he brought 8 buses up uh, that's a few hundred supporters <laughs> up uh, all, all under his responsibility to get them to Dublin and get them to the game and he was doing that week week, week in week out really getting supporters to matches around the country and just helping people get to games I suppose
1: that was John that was his passion for the club and that passion then rubbed off on the next generation of fans think about think of the amount of people who are Cork City fans because of the family enclosure and because of John Kennedy they would have started uh, with John going there with their their, their school their youth group their, their football club would have fallen in love with the atmosphere that was created um, in the family enclosure uh, and then progressed on to become lifelong Cork City fans imagine the amount of Cork City fans that John has created over the years
13: it's amazing the amount of fans who might not have gone to matches if it wasn't for John bringing them into the family enclosure into the Cork City family and I discussed that with Cork City chairman Declan Carey um, and I started off just by chatting to Declan about how terribly sad a weekend it was
15: yeah absolutely Column, look uh, everyone is still kind of getting to grips with it uh, since you know kind of the, the unfortunate news broke on Friday um, look first of all just our deepest condolences to, to John's family you know he has a wife and, and two kids and that's kind of the most important thing to think about right now um, while you know John is a, an enormous loss to the football club look he's a uh, you know, irreplaceable loss to his own family. Like, So, we, you know, we just want to think about them now at this extremely difficult time for them. Absolutely. But,
13: I mean, everyone at the club, there was a, such an outpouring of, I suppose, affection and sadness on Friday night on Twitter. And yesterday, right across social media and in, in the mainstream media as well, people just saying what a club legend he was and kind of reflecting on all the work he did for the club as a volunteer over the years. And he did so many different things in so many capacities, didn't he?
15: Yeah, like there's there's not enough word to describe the the influence John had all over the club. You know, since you know ever since I've been going to games, I remember John just from the guy that led the the family enclosure and you know made arrangements for kids to go to games. And you know it's you couldn't count now how many kids who have grown up to become lifelong city fans that. That are there because of John, you know, since their their own parents probably brought them to the family enclosure and they had such a great time. And John was, you know, a huge part of that. And he, you know, then went on to become a, a board member of the club when Forrest took over there after, um, after 2010 and, you know, had six years on the board. Even after he stepped down from the board, he still, you know, did Trojan work, um, in a voluntary capacity, still, you know, always gave so much to the club and, um, you know just an an enormous contribution um you know even more recently the Liam miller five k that he helped set up um raising funds for Marymount and um the Cork City academy and women's teams you know which which have become a bigger part of the club lately you know I would pop out to the occasional uh, underage games and women 's games, and John was just always there you know a stalwart of the club and a real club man that You know, the the results on the pitch weren't really too important to John, I'm sure they made his days even better, but you know, as long as he was contributing in some way and making the day more enjoyable for everyone else, that was the the main the main thing about John that I that I got, you know.
13: Absolutely. And you mentioned about the family enclosure deck. I mean that was a huge thing really I mean over the years so many kids got involved with the club came along maybe as part of a group to a game first or maybe with their parents to a game wouldn't have had a huge interest maybe had an interest in English football and didn't have much interest in Cork City and John brought them along to the family enclosure and up there there was always like a great atmosphere for the kids and always a lot of fun and similarly with the buses he used to run to away matches bringing kids up to matches in Dublin up to cup finals and so on as well I mean it got so many involved over the years who might never have gone near the club otherwise didn't
15: it yeah like he I think even last year's cup final he brought 10 buses and, that's right you yeah, know, yeah. organized different people to run each bus and you know he used some of the monies raised from those buses as well then to buy flags and you know make other donations to different charities and just you know there, there, there's just not there's not enough words you can say about the, the contribution he's made to the club you know we've had we've lost some absolutely great people um that have you know done great work for the club down the years like noel feeney you know the late great pat shine and you know it's it's just so sad now to you know say that that john now is you know with 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 those those um those great club people down the years and you know we'll do our absolute best um myself the rest of the board the club staff the rest of the volunteers we'll do our absolute utmost to make sure that john's legacy is carried on and, and absolutely never forgotten you know we'll we'll do whatever we can to support John's family and we'll we'll make sure that we you know do a number of remembrance um activities over the the coming weeks months and and years to come to make sure that John is absolutely never forgotten and, and so he sh- never should be
13: I suppose it's difficult in the current circumstances. You mentioned club stalwarts passing away like Pat Shine and Noel Feeney over the years and they all got big send-offs. We can't really have a big send-off for John now in terms of of the funeral, with funeral restrictions with COVID and also in terms of even deck in a couple of weeks' time at the next home game in Turner's Cross. There won't be a big crowd there and it's a pity because a man like John deserves a big send-off.
15: Oh, geez, yeah, there should be thousands upon thousands uh, packed out of turners Cross to pay a tribute to this man. Absolutely, you know, um, and look, we have, we're trying to do everything we can at the moment. You know, we've got an online book of condolences where, you know, anyone can go on the Cork City website now and leave a message for John, um, uh, John's family. And, you know, we'll, we'll compile that and present it to John's family as well. Um, you know, we are looking at the, the recent government restrictions um, and announcements related to public events and our next home. Game, um, and and we'll see what we can do there as well in terms of John's friends and 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 um, family members. You know, see if we can uh, get them into the game and do some kind of a remembrance of that. But we're just working on all the details of that. It's just you know, un- extremely unfortunate the the timing of all this, and uh, you know the way the world is at the moment. It's just very unfortunate. John, who was such a man that thrived in huge crowds, and you know was always. Yeah. Uh, you know the centre of uh, you know big events for for Cork City FC. Whether that be you know huge games, organising big public displays from the family enclosure, the work he did organising the the Patrick's Day parades as well down the years, making sure the club was at a forefront in that every single year. You know it was just you know it's unfortunate the way things are but uh, trust me on this we'll you know we'll do absolutely everything we can in line with the uh, restrictions that are in
13: place to make sure that John gets the the send-off that he deserves no doubt about it um I saw a nice suggestion from a few people on Twitter on Friday night the family enclosure to name it after John Kennedy is that something you'd be looking at Dick?
15: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know we'll we'll work with the, the MFA to see if we can get some some sort of a plaque mounted on the back, and you know we we'll definitely look at something like that as well. Um, You know, it, that's something as I mentioned earlier would cement his name forever. You know, and that's something we absolutely want to do, and something that John deserves for someone who has contributed so much to the club over the last thirty plus years. Uh, it's it's you not know, the least he deserves another small gesture, of course, but I'm sure it will mean something to his family, who you know need all the support that they can get at this. At this. This time, and um, I'm sure you know all the messages on social media. They help as well with with John's family, you know, getting to grips with this. And it's great to see the the positive messages and the the outcry of 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 support for them as well. You know, it's it's heartwarming to see. But you know, I'm I'm sure it you know only goes a small way along in helping them along this journey. Look personally, myself, I lost my father a few years ago, so I can only imagine how John's kids are feeling as well. And uh, you know, very unfortunate. And um, yeah, we're thinking about them uh, at this time.
13: Yeah, really unfortunate and really sad and really tragic um, weekend for Cork City and everyone involved with the club. Listen, Declan, thanks a million for chatting to us and we'll chat to you soon, all right? Thanks, Fulham. Cheers. So that's Cork City FC Chairman Declan Carey chatting to me about the passing of um, John Kennedy, former Cork City board member and Cork City stalwart and volunteer down through the years who sadly passed away, as we said, um, on Friday night in tragic circumstances. For, uh, there's not much else we can say really. Uh, I'm going to leave the last word to him. There was a lovely piece
1: um, in the uh, Echo yesterday, a piece that Dennis Hurley wrote and he was reflecting on his um, on his career as a Cork City fan and in an interview that Dennis had done with him. And he said, um, there have been A lot of ups and downs A lot of near misses In the time that he's been a Cork City fan But I've loved it And this is the line that got me He said I always use the phrase City till I die And beyond One of these days I will go beyond But I'd like to think that Wherever I'm floating I'll still see the games Rest in peace John